A very good evening, everyone. I am Fabricio Sunson from the Spiritist Society of Bournemouth. Welcome to tonight's talk brought to you by the Spiritist Society of Bournemouth and Poole Christian Spiritualist Church. This talk is one of our fortnightly talks based on the psychological series of writing by the spirit Joanna de Angelis. Joangela Spirit is the guide to our most famous living spiritist medium, Divaldo Franco, and is the source of a large number of important spiritist books published in many languages across the world. It's my great pleasure to give a warm welcome to our guest speakers, Daniel Santos. Daniel lives in Maryland in the United States, where he leads the Spiritist Society of Baltimore. His talk tonight is on the subject of moral charity. Thank you very much for being with us tonight, Daniel. We look forward very much to your talk. Thank you for being here. Thank you, our friends from UK. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here in this um, psychological series uh, from Talks by Joana D'Angeli. I confess that when Fabricio has invited me to share, you know, these teachings of the benefactor Joana D'Angeli, I was a little bit like, okay, what should I talk to? I know that Joana D'Angeli, this um, high-level spirit that has been helped us a lot in the spirits movement and also through the publications of books, um, that give a different approach in the spiritist literature. And we in the spirits movement, we used to call her the psychological spirit, isn't it? Because she go a little bit deep in the mind, uh, in, in ourselves as a immortal spirit. So the topic of our discussion tonight, Fabrice, should I go on? I'm sorry. Um, just before I hand it over to you, Daniel, um, I'm going to go to Lawrence. Okay, the I'm sorry, yeah. That's yes, all right. Yes. So, Lawrence, could you do the opening prayer first, please? I can indeed. Don't worry, Daniel. Absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, if, if we could all just still our minds just for this time, leaving to one side all our cares and concerns, and hone in on that divinity that resides within each and every living thing. And as we join together in giving thanks, giving thanks for all that we have, let us not be blind to those dear ones who walk this life with us, to our animal friends, to the beauty and splendor and majesty of this world that has been created for us. And as we harmonize our vibrations together this night to explore more our spirituality and to hear the words given to us from beyond that which we call death, but that which we know is a transition, a change, a caterpillar emerging into the butterfly. So let us all join together this night and listen and take what we can from this evening. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Lawrence. Now it's my great pleasure to hand it over to Daniel Sands for his talk on the subject of moral charity. Over to you, Daniel. Okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, first of all, thank our friend from UK. Uh, it's a pleasure 
to be here and to share this uh, beautiful teachings um, that our benefactor, Joana de Angeli, has brought to us through many books, uh, especially through the psychological series that was psychographed by the Brazilian spiritist medium, um, Divaldo Franco. So as I mentioned in my introduction, um, so we talked about, discuss a little bit about charity. Um, and we know that uh, when we talk about charity, um, we have this misconception that charity is giving material thing. Okay, we may, um, you know, accept that, but Joanna comes and bring a different approach. Not only Joanna, but many greatest mind throughout humanity has uh, touched in this subject of charity, uh, uh, something that go beyond just uh, uh, provide material help to uh, one another. So we decide to uh, discuss a little bit and bring to our reflection um, uh, the moral charity, or the conscious charity. Um, we try to put the word charity in the right place. Uh, because as we, I said before, we have been using this word and sometimes misleading our action. And sometimes we think that our, we are helping others by provide a material thing. But at the end of the day, the question is, what are we doing? Is this a movement that we do because it's true a result of our feelings or is just like a projection of our persona or the shadow or the ego as Joanna de Angelis bring this um, very well in her books. So to our um, discussion today, um, I would like just to bring um, couple of um, information that we have been learned throughout humanity uh, about the word charity. And I would like to start with this sentence. If we have to define charity, um, we would say that charity is love in action toward others. So the first one that has said this sentence, this phrase was Paul. When Paul was uh, writing to the uh, um, Corinthians, and we can find this in his letter, Epistle to the Corinthians, when he said that charity is love in action. So sometimes we may mix the word love and charity, but the reality is uh, charity, love is the means that will define what charity is. So talking about Paul, we can say that in that beautiful letter that he wrote to the Corinthians, to, um, um, to the church, uh, uh, we see that uh, text that nowadays is even used in wedding in some uh, special place to define love. But um, we, may, we may argue here because that text uh, somehow is uh, due to translations. Uh, we depends of the version of the Bible. We get this text, some of those uh, mention love or the mention charity. I believe that Paul wanted to really focus on charity. And so at some point in the text, he mentioned, and though I bestowed all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not charity, it's profit me nothing. Charity suffered long and is kind, 
Chariot ended not. Chariot vented not self. It's not puffed up. Right now, three things remain. Faith, hope, chariot. But the greatest of this is chariot. And we can find more about this uh, in the First Corinthians chapter 13. So here we stop a little bit to reflect upon this uh, uh, message that Paul has brought to us almost 2,000 years ago. And what Paul is trying to tell us here, that no matter how much knowledge we have, no matter how much money, good, or no matter how much uh, alms giving we uh, give to the poor, but at the end of the day, if we don't have this deep feeling sentiment of charity, nothing is is uh, nothing we you gain with that, right? And so, what you want to generally reflect upon this topic of charity? So, one message that was psychographed by Givaldo Franco, Joanna says, "Keep in mind that charity in your actions." must be the light that overcome shadows. So now, now we are talking about, now we have a different approach to understand from where this chariot must come from, you know? And she said that is a light that overcome the shadow. What kind of shadow she's talking about? Of course, we don't have time here to go to all the psychological terminology and the study that Carl Gustav Jung has brought to us and Joanna Judge has adopted as a foundation for her study and to bring to us a new way to see uh, life in general, the new way to see ourselves as a mortal spirit. So this shadow is pretty much that everything that's in our unconscious, that we have no, is not aware of, but that drivers, you know, the same, the same way that our ego as well. Uh, we are not saying that those um, uh, components of our psychic is bad. We are saying that what are we projecting to our society? What are we giving, what we are call, calling as charity action? So this is a personal question that we, each one of us uh, need to answer to our conscience. So, but let's keep in mind and let us move on in our analysis here about charity according to Joanna Jangelis. So the way uh, we're gonna bring this, we pick some of those information from those books that she has, um, especially the books that is part of her psychological series uh, we know that she has psycho, um, Givaldi has psychographed um, something about 16, 17 books only relate to the uh, mind and how we should understand ourselves as this mortal spirit. And of course, she has other books. Um, I believe by right now she has published over the 50, 60 something books that touch another subject. But move on. Uh, so also in the gospel according to Spiritism, um, codified by Allan Kardec, we have a chapter in that book that is entitled Without Charity, There is No Salvation. And 
And we ask ourselves, wow, a whole chapter about charity? Yes. And that was needed because when um, that book was um, put together in the 1800s, um, the main idea in that time is that without the church, there is no salvation. So the, no the noble spirit, of course, together with the codified Allan Kardec, you know, decide to rephrase that sentence, you know, and that's what, um, what the banner, without charity, there is no salvation. We're going to try to argue here tonight and to make this analysis under the psychological view of Joanna Jangeli. What means to be a charitable person? And the question is, are we, are, are we a charitable human beings or, or a charitable individual? So this is a question that is uh, pertain to each one of us. So it's not something that we are here to judge. Uh, if we are doing your uh, charitable work in your spirit center, in your spiritualist church, and if we are writing a check to help, to help a foundation, non-profit organization, and if you consider this a charitable uh, action, that's fine. You know, that's fine because we have no authority to judge the action of others, but our own action, right? So uh, in that same chapter in this book, um, there is a message by the spirit Francois Xavier, um, this is in chapter seven, uh, when he finalizes his message by saying, when charity becomes the rules of conduct for humans, they will confirm their word and action to this maxim. Do, do not do others do not do unto others what you would not want them to do unto you. Then all causes of decisions will disappear, and with them, the causes of do and was, which are actually those between people, right? And we see a lot of this uh, in our society, especially in the moment, in the current moment that we are living in, uh, the big challenge the suffering comes from relationship issues. This is present in our family. This is present in our workplace. This is present in our society. This is present in our spiritual institution. And what happened? So if we don't know how to deal with this by using this maximum that uh, the spirit has brought to us, and of course, he is uh, pretty much remind us about what Jesus has said to us, the golden rule. In fact, Jesus, this is a gold, the golden rule that has been said for uh, many millennial, even before Jesus, of course. Um, so we cannot consider ourselves charitable because as we mentioned at the beginning, it's not giving material thing, but also giving our understand is exercise the self, as Joanna Judge mentioned, we are here to project ourself, but sometimes our self is tainted by our egos and our shadows. Um, and that is very clear what she has um, invited us to analyze uh, when we read her books. 
So, and then she comes again, and we're going to bring Joana Jangela a lot here because this is a psychological uh, stud of her, um, her work. And she said, charity is not just a theological virtue. Charity is not just a religious guideline. Charity is not a conditioning of faith. Charity is purely and simply a norm, normal pattern of behavior. So let us stop. Let us think about what she's saying here. So charity is a pattern of behavior. And we may ask, what is behavior? Well, behavior is the way we conduct ourselves toward one another, toward our society, even toward our, ourselves. How we analyze and we think about ourselves. So now, if this pattern of behavior is negative, so this is telling which stage we are in that moment. And we can expand this to the collective, the collective consciousness, the, our planet. And we can see why we are still living a planet of trial and atonement, or expiation, as we say in spiritism as well. So there is a cause, there is a cause that we are still experience all this. And the cause is that we need to do our inner journey. And we're going to see this as we move on in our presentation. So since we are in this planet, the planet Earth, beautiful planet, of course, is our home. Um, we learn uh, in, this, in our, the spiritual literature that the level that we are right now is a level that evil still prevail. When we say evil, we are not saying that God's great evil, but is the product, the misunderstanding of our choices that will harm others. And this is just a moment in our evolution and we will move on to the next level that probably is gonna be a planet of uh, regeneration where goodness will prevail, right? <clears throat> but right now, let's concentrate in the level that we are. Uh, we are in this level that, let me see the time, okay. We are in this level that um, we still have a lot of negative action, okay? And let's not be worried because as we learn about ourselves and understand that we need to be more a charitable person, maybe you will get there in the planet of regeneration. If not, we're going to be invited to go to another planet to help in the evolution of that planet, okay? So, so in this level that we are, the spirit of doing good, good things, or do goods always, is an exception, right? So, right now, the sentiment of goodness is not spontaneous everywhere. We just need to sit down for like one hour in front of our TVs and turn on our local news. And, 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 and we see that majority of the news is not good news in the sense that, you know, people are helping one another, um, are respecting one another. We see more conflict and problems and suffering than 
um, uh, goodness uh, out there. Then the the reason for that is that you know we issue we are issuing this process of of learning about ourselves. Also, we learned that uh, our planet is inhabited by spirit in that, in that with the laws of cause and effect. Then you don't believe it. That's okay. That's fine. Uh, you believe what you believe. But the invitation here is to do a deep analysis, and that's what Joanna Jones brings to us all the time in her psychological series, is that we need to analyze the feelings, our um, position before different situation, why we are going through this or that situation, you know, why when we help someone and we see that that person doesn't give anything in return, how we feel ourselves, right? And also we not have time to go to all the the complexity of the human beings, but the reason is that for every effect, there is a cause, you know, and we learn in spirit is that for every intelligent effect, there is an intelligent cause. So we need to take this very seriously and, and try to apply in our life so we can understand the complexity of the immortal spirit. So what is Joanna proposed? What her proposal for this topic of um, the moral charity, you know, the moral charity would be like the real charity, not the ones that we understand by giving material things. So, <clears throat> so by reading her, her, uh, her books, uh, we learned that the main thing that uh, she invites us to do is this moral transformation or inner transformation. Well, to do this moral transformation, we need to what? We need to know ourselves. That the same way we need to do this self-discovery. We need to dive in inside of our psychic, our thought, our behavior, our emotion, and try to know why I'm behaving this way. Why I'm going to this way. Why I'm doing this? Is this a product of my persona? Is this the product of my ego? I'm gonna, oh, on Sunday, I'm gonna help the poor when I'm going to a nursery home. So why are you doing that? You are doing this because you are a charitable person or because we are trying to cover up some kind of, I would say, um, not guilt, you know, I don't wanna say guilt, but, something that bothers you and you don't know. Is this movement, this action that we are doing really a moral charity as understand by the great mind of uh, our, our humanity? Let's see it. So, and at the end, the end goal here is through this moral transformation, the self-discovery, we become what she says, the conscious beings. So we become the true self. You know, um, we know that our unconscious, it has those archetypes, as she mentioned, uh, and also as brought uh, by Carl Gustav Jung, that those archetype is, is in fact pattern of behave that is collected through experience of many, many reincarnation or lives and, and, and uh, lives that we had before that, for this individual that we can call nowadays 
the spirit, us incarnate, you know. So, but the idea is to reach that level that we become full aware that everything we do, every thought we have, has a period in itself. It's not something that will cover up a feeling or a um, um, guilt from our uh, misdeeds from the past and even from this reincarnation as well. So in this book, and I have this book here that we here in the Spirit Society of Baltimore translate this book. Like uh, I remember when this book was published um, about 15 years ago, I think was a great joy for us and very a challenge um, work to do that mainly was done by Dr. Vanessa Celoni. In that time, she was the president of the Spirit Society of Baltimore. And in this book, Joanna, in her introduction, she brings this um, uh, phrase that I would like to share with you. The experience of self-discovery allow, allows the individual to identify his or her limit and dependencies. His true and false aspiration, ego tricks and impostures of illusion. I'll stop here and you can read again. I know that it's very deep what she's saying here, but we are talking about uh, experiences. So we learned that for us to have this moral transformation, we need to go to experiences in our life. And this experience could be, we cannot achieve this self-discovery by stay home. By stay home, we'll go to the top of a mountain and be meditating over there. We need to go and meet other people. So in order for us to start to learn about ourselves and to dive in, in our own issues. So, and, and, and we need to make sure that we know very well you know, what is come from our true self, where, where is the work of the ego or the shadow. And for this, we need to have experience, right? So otherwise everything becomes a imposter's illusion. What this means, means that sometime, you know, you know, I have to do my charitable work. I need to help these people, but we need to ask the question, is this true? Is this a true feeling? Oh, this is just something that, you know, you think by doing this, you're expecting something in return. If there is any expectation when we help someone, then is not we are not yet in the level of doing what we call moral charity. We should be able, that's the ideal, you know, we should be able to do things without expectation or anything return. But until there, we're gonna collecting experience by putting ourselves out there, by helping one another, and, and, and at any means that we can. If you just wanted to help in the material level, that's fine. Nobody's here to judge you. Nobody's here to judge you, right? Uh, <clears throat> so once we do this, Slowly, we will achieve what she calls the moral transformation. We will do what we are calling here the moral charity. 
okay? So this is a beautiful invitation, very profound, but it's another way to see um, what kind of work or action we are doing in our spirit center, in our spiritualist church, uh, toward one another in our society. And then we think that we are really doing the charity as preached, as said by Paul. And Joanna helped us very well to understand what he's trying to say when you read that in the beginning of our presentation. And also, we will understand how, um, why, you know, we learn, we have that banner, without charity, there is no salvation. Which kind of salvation um, Alain Kardec was talking about? Salvation from whom? From ourselves. Salvation from the domination of our shadows. That um, is what we are right now, right? Is that that uh, archetypes that is still buried in the in our unconscious that project um, uh, our behavior, and sometimes we even don't know how why we have those kind of behavior. So it's very important for us to analyze uh, this. Um, 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 teaching that she's bringing to us. So I would like just to change a little bit here and talk about the awakening of our consciousness. And we may ask Daniel, what this have to do with charity? Well, the topic of our discussion is the moral charity. So in order to understand what mor moral, what this moral or consciousness charity means, we need to understand that we are not yet fully awake. When we say awake, it's not, it's not the opposite of sleeping, I mean, the physical body. We are talking about our consciousness, you know. Um, we are talking about our dramas. We talk about our behavior. We talk about our conflicts that we still don't know what we have. And we are still trying to understand ourselves. And for us to become the true charitable person, we need to pay attention on this. So that's very important. Joanna Jange comes and put the bar very high. So we have all this information that has been taught, that been, uh, we have been learned from ancient Greeks and, and early Christianity and with spiritism now, but becomes very abstract sometimes. And we interpret that just as we, we normalize in a material level. And what Joanna is bringing to us is that we need to bring this to the deep consciousness in means of what Jesus brought to us, what the great minds in humanity has brought to us and leave it, right? And sometimes we wanted to do the good things, but uh, we speak well, we, we do things well out there, but inside of our consciousness, our conscience, uh, we have like a nightmare of conflict, right? So, so let us understand that, you know, in order for us to awake our consciousness, we need to have experience in life, right? And um, experience would provide us with the self-discovery. We have mentioned this before, you know, we cannot dive in and learn about ourselves if we don't go and meet other people if we don't live in society. So this experience that will lead us to our self-discovery, 
it will happen only if we look at other people, if we live with other people. And then we learn how they deal with life, how, you know, how um, by helping them, for example, help with their pain and suffering, you know, by looking the situation that they're living. So that can be named charity, but not in the true sense of charity, but will be a mean that can help us to what? To uh, think more about our own life. And it is the end. This is the process of awareness that will generate the transformation within ourselves. So, in another word, um, by going toward others, by acting uh, in the area to help others, by being a charitable person, not the true charity, because we are exercising this uh, action to help one another. Sometimes our help has a second agenda, or we are expecting something. Uh, in this process of experience in the relationship for others in different level, will somehow help us to generate this uh, transformation and the moral transformation that we will help us to free ourselves from the shadows one day. Okay. So Joanna is just bring this to us, and we add that charity over there because uh, it's the way we interpret that. You know, if we pay attention, it's the mechanism where we can take, we can um, uh, uh, took in consideration for us to one day call ourselves a charitable person in the true meaning of this char moral charity that we are discussing here. So in this book, I don't believe this book is in English. I, I don't think so. It's called Momento de, Con de Consciencia, uh, psychographed by Givaldo uh, Franco, of course, and Joan Jange. Probably if they translate, uh, would be moments of awareness or conscious moment. I don't know. So there is a, uh, a passage that I think is very important for us to understand what this awareness means. And she says, this awareness is not of the intellectual nature or, or no activity of the brain mechanism. It is the driving force that comes from within. It is conquered from the evolutionary experiences to externalize in the form of actions. And we wanted to make a bridge here. Externalizing the form of action is the same thing to externalize in our charitable approach to others. Okay, we can interpret like this way. Of course, we can use in any form of action we we have. But at the end of the day, is the relationship that we have with one another. Could be in the material level, could be in the uh, mental level. But she is telling here that's not product of our physical brain. It's not a mechanism of the brain, you know, it's not. Is she's invited us to dive in, this is the driving force. Well, this driving force is conquered through many experience we have in this life, but also from previous lifetime. We have discussed it before, in the level that we are in the planet of, uh, um, the planet Earth, it is a planet of trying expiation. We are somehow in that, in that because we made decision that was not according to God's law. 
That's why we call law of cause and effect, right? Uh, also, as he mentioned, consciousness can be trained through the exercise of high moral values, which aims at the good in others and consequently the good in ourselves. Wow, this is very important. So, can be trained. So that's why we mentioned that we need to reach out. We need to reach out. Outreach program. Please volunteer. <laughs> because by doing that, we expect that we'll do this analysis and we'll learn what it is really the true charity that Paul has invited us to do. Right? Uh, so in this book, Plenitude is another book in this, this psychological series, um, Joanna Jangel, um, to talk, there is a chapter about altruism and altruism has all to do with moral charity. Without altruism, um, um, so you cannot call moral charity. And we know that altruism is the practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. I got this definition from the dictionary, so it's not mine. So she said in the first couple paragraph of the chapter six of this book, she says, altruism is a living lesson in charity, a high expression of a noble love that opens the door to action without it, without wit it, without wit it would be pointless. So, well, so here is another information. You know, the moral charity, the true charity uh, cannot happen without altruism because this altruism is the living lesson in charity. So, um, and we mentioned that uh, before that, you know, if we are doing something and expecting something in return or some kind of reward, uh, I think we are missing the point, you know, we are missing the point. So that's what's her invitation, to do things with this altruistic behavior. Altruism is the very love taught by Jesus himself, the kind that practices selfless to focus on the welfare of others forgetting all wrongs in order to expand by means of, of aspirations relate to progress, order, and happiness. The antithesis of selfishness, it's heal the wound of the soul caused by it and foster comprehensive health. So we didn't mention, but we learned that the main problem of our society or that the obstacle for our progress is pride and selfishness. We have learned this, um, that is well described in the Spears book, especially in the third part of the moral laws. Kardec asked about what um, is the um, main problem that um, stop progress to help, to happen. And, and the spirit answer, pride and selfishness, right? And um, this is in the law of progress, if I'm not mistaken. So Joanna is saying here that the antithesis of that, that will, uh, the altruism is the antithesis of that, and will help to heal the wound of the soul. So, um, of course, this chapter is a beautiful chapter. We have a, um, a serial uh, talks uh, in this book that was done by Leonardo Vieira from here, from the Spiritual Society of Baltimore. This, they studied the highlight of this book 
is available in our uh, YouTube channel, the Spears Network. So you may check if you are more interested to learn about this chapter. So I would like to bring a little bit about moral laws because we cannot talk about charity without go back and look what we understand by moral law. In the third part of the Spears book, uh, Lan Kardec lays out, uh, he codified all this information um, by um, um, didactically put the divine laws in 10 moral laws, okay? Of course, there is the natural law that um, um, he discussed as well, and then they go to the moral laws. And the last one is the law of, law of, the law of justice, love, and charity. And so in that uh, uh, part, in the question in the Spirit's book 886, Alain Kardec asked the spirits, what is the true meaning of the word chariot as Jesus understood it? So now uh, we are um, um, collecting what they understand by Jesus. And of course, Jesus didn't say that, but the enlightened spirit that has more knowledge than us because they are a little bit advanced. So they uh, re re respond or reply, benevolence toward everyone, indulgence toward the imperfection of others, and forgiveness for offenses. So if you forget this, you just need to remember this acronym, BIF, B-I-F, okay? So we use this a lot in our explanation here in our society. So we need to activate our B-I-F. What is this? Benevolence, indulgence, and forgiveness. So we see here that the enlightened spirit did the answer. You, you need to go and help the poor you need to go and, you know, to nursery homes or do that. No, because that is an, our obligation. <laughs> to help you and another is an obligation. It's not a charitable thing. It's obligation. The same way that, you know, be a parent is not, you know, an option. It's an obligation. If you have children, it's an obligation to be the parent. But now, because of law, of um, the law of... Um, the free will, uh, not the law, the free will, so we may not do what we're supposed to do it. So, and just for us to put it um, in a different context, so we create a molecule here. So people sometimes, they say, oh, you know, I'm sick, I wanted to, to uh, treat uh, my disease, my, my um, the disease of the physical body. But if we think about the moral disease, so we have a, a, a molecule. So this is a pill that has, you know, um, three uh, molecules over there connect with each other, each one benevolence, indulgence, and forgiveness. So use this remedy when you feel that your relationship is a little bit spoiled, okay? So, or sick. Uh, so try to utilize what um, Jesus has understood by charity, that is this benevolence, indulgence, and forgiveness. So also in this topic of the divine laws or moral laws, so in this book, Diretrices para o it's not in English, I'm sorry. Um, I hope it's gonna be, and probably if we translate something like guidelines for sources, something like that in the chapter three, uh, what Joana de Angel understand 
by uh, benevolence, for example. And she said that, you know, uh, the, the definition that she brings in this book um, about benevolence is a feeling, and that was a free translation that I did. I put as a feeling, sentiment of deep love to your neighbor and of the understand for his or her action. Well, I think the highlight here is um, the deep love. Deep love is a sentiment of deep love towards someone. So that's the invitation. But here's the question. We only give what we have, right? If we don't have self-love, if we, we are not yet in the level to, um, to accept who we, we are with all the imperfection, we cannot give this. We cannot give benevolence. We cannot give indulgence. We cannot forgive. So that's why Joana de Angeli, when she come and bring all this teaching, she asks us to fix ourselves first, to understand ourselves first, before we go out and help others. Of course, she always say that by going out and help others, we help us to fix ourselves. So we can do this by doing deep diving in our in ourselves and learn about what kind of feeling and sentiment we have towards someone or towards a, a situation, you know, and try to work on that in a way to become more effective in our actions. Right? So we almost finished. I hope I'm not uh, go over the time. Um, I just would like to bring a couple of slides before uh, we pass um, the word to Fabricio. Um, in, in chapter 15 of this book, uh, The Gospel According to Spiritism, there is a, a message from a spirit called Sister Rosaria that she mentioned about moral charity. And she said, moral charity consists in giving support to one another. And it is what you, us, practice the least. And she said, believe me, there is a great merit in knowing how to keep quiet and let a more ignorant person speak. This is yet another kind of charity. So we see here that the enlightened minds doesn't talk about char charity in the material level. They put charity as a very high level, like moral, in the conscience, you know. She continues saying, knowing how to turn a deaf ear when a mocking word escape the mouth accustomed to scorn, not pay, a, not pay any attention to this work of disdain that greets your entrance among persons who often wrongly think they are above you, whereas in the spirit's life, the only true life, they are sometimes far from it. These are meritorious act, not of humility, but of charity. So there is a difference here. It's not humility, but charity, when we zip it up, when we don't revenge. Because not pay attention to someone, to someone else's wrongs portray moral charity. So again, this is another way to see uh, this talk of moral charity and to ask ourselves, 
are we really doing uh, this propose that Joanna bring to us um, when uh, we are telling using the wording the word charity? So this is a question. This is a personal question that you may uh, ask yourself. We should ask ourselves too, and and working to become you know a really true charitable person. So. Just for us, um, I believe that you have seen this before, but you know, this is like a conversation between a master and his apprentice, a student. For, and the apprentice was very curious to know uh, what is the secret of happiness. And the master responded, not to argue with idiots, you know. And the apprentice said, Master, I completely disagree that this is the secret. And this, the, the master replied, yes, you're right. So this is for us to laugh a little bit. So sometime not respond maybe is the best uh, action. Of course, we need to analyze the situation. We need to analyze uh, our angle to see what's the best approach we need to have. But this is for us to uh, think about it. Um, we know that we are living in a time that disagreement is very high, is in high stake right now. Our planet is completely divided. Um, we have problems in all sectors of our society. And uh, it seems that be charitable with one another is lacking, right? So <clears throat> for our reflection, um, uh, the lack uh, uh, of understanding will generate disagreement. Um, and, and, and this understanding of one another of the situation is the key uh, aspect for us to have a balanced life, right? So, but the understanding happened because before we disagree, there was something that was not uh, well done, that our communication as the name is saying over that communication, a action that is in common is not the same action, but is a common action. If we have a good common action, we will have more chance to understand one another. And once we understand one another, this will lead us to what? Tolerance, the BIF, and of course, charity, because BIF, according to to Jesus means charity, right? As he understood. So, but what we see nowadays is that disagreement has been everywhere and has been destroyed uh, relationship and has been caused a lot of depression in our society, in our families. And sometimes we are not stopping to do this self-discovery that Joanna brings to us invite us to do. She doesn't bring, she invited us to do it, okay? And so I was curious to know about the disagreement. So I don't know if you know, but Google has this uh, tool, um, uh, search that called the Ngram Viewer. So you can go to Google, you can type any word over there, and the, and the search was showing how much, how many times or the percentage of how much uh, time this word was used. It was used in printed books, uh, uh, search in the internet, in speech. And Google did that um, 
um, after they have scanned 30 million books. And this can go back to 1500 until the year 2019. So I was curious. I said, well, let me see in the last 200 years of humanity. <laughs> so how many times these word disagreements appear? And you can see here that from the 1900 until 2019, um, let me see if I can point here, Mike. So you can see from here until 2019, the word disagreement has been printed many times. Has, has, we have an increase in this word disagreement. Well, Daniel, you may ask it, Daniel, but why this happened? I don't know, I can't speculate it. I think that as our society become, our laws uh, is better implemented. Uh, so the, um, the freedom of speech, you know, uh, also increase, so people tend to express themselves more. So uh, we can also argue that there was disagreement is there because people really don't want to understand the other side and is argue that, you know, their side is the better. So I don't know why it's increasing. So maybe you can help um, by put your comment uh, in the chat. Um, and I'd be glad to read and to learn more about what is your, um, what your, your interpretation of this increase of the word disagreement in printed material, in, in speech, in all kind of information that has been um, published um, in the last 200 years, okay? You can use these uh, searches or search tools for any word you want. You can put your name, you can put anything you want. They're gonna give to you a projection in how much um, that word has been used, okay? Albert says, peace cannot be kept by force. It can only be achieved by understanding. Beautiful quote, I wanted to bring this so you can uh, reflect. And I would like to finalize with this a sentence by Joanna that is printed in the book, The Conscious Beings, when she says, conscious individuals are austere, but not grooming, cheerful, but not flippant, benevolent, but not consenting to error. Conscious individuals assist and empower those in need and then go on their way without expecting anything in return. This conscious individual would be the true charitable person. And that's where we wanna go. That is the invitation that Joana de Angeli, this enlightened spirit that has helped in the quantification of the book, uh, um, of the codification of spiritism and also has brought these beautiful teachings, psychological series uh, through the, the hands of the medium, the Brazilian medium, Divaldo Pereira Franco in Brazil. So I hope I was able to bring a different perspective of this topic of char charity to you. Of course, we are, we are all here learning about and um, I will stop here and call Fabricio and Larry uh, to see if we have any question and all the information that we can uh, share and discuss.
Thank you, Daniel. Thank you very much for your reflections. Um, it's a lot for us to be reflecting there, isn't it? Um, yes. It, when you talk about Joanna, there is no way you can say, okay, I can just read the book. No, you cannot just read the book. You have to read the book and reflect a lot of what exactly. you just read on the book. And then, it's a masterpiece, that, you know, it's a textbook. So that's what we say. Absolutely. And then, uh, it's interesting, one of the insights that you brought up here, uh, and I was reflecting myself, is um, when you're doing charity, it's important that you understand not just the action of you doing the charity, but what is actually in your heart to do when you're doing that charity. Because if you're doing charity to cover something up, or if you're doing charity just to kind of trade with God to say, well, if I do charity, I'm going to kind of reserve myself a good place in heaven. That is like you're trading, it's like you're doing, um, you're actually negotiating with God, right? And that is not true charitable charity exactly. but then when the, you're doing charity but your heart is full of charitable feelings that is real charity charity and that is what you actually said to us all along is what joanna jones define as a moral charity exactly the intention is the key and you said right yes but uh, the intention is a uh, a reflection of the level that we are as a mortal spirit, right? And all the uh, archetypes that is still bubbling in our consciousness, you know? But that's, uh, thank you for the verification. Cool. So um, we do have some questions uh, that is popping up here on Facebook. Um, uh -oh. <laughs> I'm going to go through the questions. Um, and then if anyone here um, want to ask any question, can you write it up, the question on on your comments on here, and I can pick it up and read it out to Daniel. Um, our first really? one. Sorry, right, you've seen it. I, I yeah. thought you might have missed it. You've seen it, that's fine. I just saw it. Uh, it's actually is from our lovely Kirsten, um, Daniel's wife. Ooh. Uh oh, we did not uh -oh. plan on that. <laughs> You're in now trouble I, now. <laughs> now I'm in trouble, and I regret to have sent the link to her. No, I'm just kidding. Um, now it's always good. So, cares to say, it's it is so easy to get caught up in our own world and forget to be kind and moral. How can how can one stay focused on being morally correct? Well, it's a very good question, Kissing. And I think that is the challenge, isn't it? Is to achieve that focus and, and be sure that everything we do is inside of this uh, golden rules. Um, and I think um, one of the suggestions I always uh, give when people always come and ask, okay, so you need to behave like, you know, like Jesus, what Jesus would do in this situation is apply the golden rules. Is okay, so if I was in that person position, how would like to be, you know, to be um, assisted, you know? And of course, we need to be sincere with ourselves. We are not pure spirit yet. So although this is the goal, 
uh, we're going to be fluctuating, you know, in our life, especially in the level that we are, uh, in this understanding of what is right and wrong. Excellent. Um, Lawrence, I think the, the thing here, and look at, goes really quick. I don't think I can see any other question there. Can you see any other question there? Uh, I can't say any questions, but there's some lovely comments, comments coming up. Uh, some comments. <clears throat> if you wanted to read the comment, just for us to reflect. Okay. So um, I find that those who are morally charitable are so subtle and natural with it that sometimes we barely take notes of it. Correct. And I think this go exactly, Fabrice, what you, you just said at the beginning, you know, that um, the intention, I mean, you do because you do it, you know, it's like there is this beautiful uh, moment with Madre Teresa uh, when someone asked her, you know, why are you doing this work? Why are you helping these people, you know? And she just said, because, 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 you know, that's what I, I wanted to do, and she, she was not expecting anything uh, in return. I think that is the key. I think, you know, when we do, is the, what Joana de Angelis, Joana de Angelis beautiful describe uh, this charitable person in the chapter six of the book, Plenitude, when she talk about the altruist, the altruism, the altruistic person. I think if you combine that, what we, what, Jesus understand by charity is what we are discussing here, is the end goal of our, um, uh, the end goal of our evolution, pretty much, <laughs> to become like a, a pure spirit one day. Yeah, another comment here said, um, we can get so lost in our own shadow and it feels so natural because it's an integral part of us. It is so easy to fall back into negative patterns and behaviors. Very true. And here is my um, reflection on this, uh, Fabrice and Larry, is that we should not fight against it. We should not, we should learn how to manage because this is part of us. This was, as we learn with Joanna, is a collection of experience that has defined us where we are nowadays. We learn in spiritism that we are created simple and ignorant, but with the tendency to perfection. In this journey that we do from that moment we are considered simple and ignorant is on us, is a, a lonely um, a journey that we do, but we don't do this without others and then we make choices. And then these choices will be forming, being part of our archetype that, you know, Carlos Salvador called call the shadows and Joanna Jange enforced this very well in her psychological series. And this become us and is embedded in our subconscious. So what do we do? We need to get to know those um, um, image that we have created. Uh, those patterns that we have. And that's define our behavior, the shadow. And then we discuss, and I, I remember I participated in some of the study that Marlo 
uh, has done in your group and he beautifully described you know the shadow the ego the self and you know what i mean all this kind of thing that is beautiful and he did a very excellent job and when i have time always i i enjoy to listen what he has to bring because for me he's he's really very good in interpret what joanna james brings to us thank you yeah i agree with that Kissy. So another question that is coming up here from our friend, Bob Williams. He says, politicians and society in general promote an insistence on people's rights, on gaining and keeping wealth and, and winning against competitors. Do you agree that these pressures in modern society fight against benevolence, indulgence and forgiveness and against moral charity? Hmm. Very good question. Thank you, Bob, for participating and for posing your question. Well, um, it's very hard for us to judge what other people is thinking. But of course, we can analyze the situation because we are embedded in the society. We are part of this society. And, and when we talk about politician, uh, when we talk about those that are in position of power, we need to do an analysis as a collective consciousness. We cannot just look at one side of the situation because if we as a community put someone to represent us, and somehow we share from inside of us whatever that individual is doing. You may say, oh, I didn't vote to that person. I didn't agree with that person. Yeah, but we are talking about the collective consciousness. And so we cannot make an analysis uh, just based on one individual when we discuss, when we talk about society. <laughs> because we are immersed in this society as we are inside of a swimming pool. Any rip that someone doing the corner of the pool, we affect us. And, and we cannot put ourselves outside of the pool. We are inside of the pool, so we are part of that situation as well. Even if you are actively action or not so if i agree that this pressure so the society needs to move on progress needs to happen and the way i like to see that is that it's like when we clean our houses okay so you make a decision to clean your house physical house okay i'm not talking about our mind you know uh so what happened in the moment that we are cleaning our house, there is dust everywhere, furniture is, yeah, I hope you move your furniture away if you don't, so it's better go there and do it because if you don't do that, the time that you're gonna do is gonna be pretty dirty, right? So that moment you clean your house, it is a mess, it's not fun, and you that are cleaning, you also feel that, you know, you're not, you're, it's too hot if there is no AC, if there is no fan, you not feel in a easy situation. So we learn, we need to learn how to observe things from up above, okay? Open our mind and see that there is a um, someone that is in control. Of course, we are not saying here that some of the uh, things that happen in our society, some of the decisions, some of those law that is implemented, is the right one. Only time we tell. Only time. 
and and sometimes we are invited also to exercise this another virtue patient and do the best that we can so we can come back i hope in the planet that is not more a planet of trial and expiation but planet of regeneration Thank you, Dan. So um, last comment here is come from our friend Fraudnis. She said, um, charity happen when our heart fuels us with compassion. True, agree, yes. And the challenge here is develop compassion. All this word is beautiful. And, and, and that's why Joanna Jones is so important in the analysis of those uh, word. Everything is connected to the development of the sentiment, um, to uh, how you express yourself. And I completely agree. Develop compassion, gratitude, right? And, and Joanna Jansha has a book that she called, that it's entitled The Psycho Psychology of Gratitude, I think. Psychology that is all about gratitude. And I was amazed because we did this study here. Kirsten did the study here in the Spirit Society of Baltimore. And I was, oh my goodness, can you write a book only about gratitude? Is <laughs> you know, because if I think about gratitude, probably I could not even write a line, you know, it's gratitude is gratitude, that's it. But she elaborated very well uh, this topic of be grateful, you know. Excellent. So um, Abigail say thank you, Daniel, and the Spiritus Society of Bournemouth. May God bless you all. Um, I'm going to ask Lawrence to put a leaflet up to uh, invite you all for an uh, event that will happen on the 18th of April. It's um, our British Union Spiritus Society celebrating 160 years of the Medium's book. And the speaker is Chocca Daledone. And the time is 11 o'clock a.m. UK time. So once more, um, 160 years of the Medium's book by Alain Kardec. It's an event organized by the British Union for the Spiritist Societies, um, 11 o'clock a.m. 18th of April. Um, our, our next speaker, um, uh, our next event is going to be on the 23rd of April. And uh, we will have with us Josara Kornegog, and she will be talking about um, spiritual influences. And that is on the 23rd of April, our next Spiritist Night. Um, Daniel and Lawrence, before we actually go to the closing prayer, is there any close remarks you'd like to make? No, I'm sat here thoroughly engrossed. Thank you very much, Daniel. Uh, very, very interesting. There was a lot in there to take away. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Laurie. And it was, it was very nice to be here. Thank you, our friends from UK. We here in the US, uh, of course, we share the same acronym in our spiritual site. We here, we, we are work from the SSB, the spiritual site of Baltimore, and Fabricio and the other friends over there in the uh, spiritual site of, um, I'm sorry, but I don't want to mispronounce 
Seguin, Fabrizio? Bournemouth. Bournemouth, <laughs> yes. So, and it was very good to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Um, as we mentioned in the beginning, this topic is a um, topic that doesn't end here. Uh, I would like to invite you to participate in the study of the series of Joanna Jones that your group, your friends from UK has promoted. And I have the pleasure to participate in one of those um, studies and it's very good. I completely um, suggest that if you have time, please do so. And I, I, I was very happy to see that Jocca Deladon is still over there because I met him like many years ago, probably 15, 20 years ago. Um, and I'm happy that he's, he's going to speak in the event. Thank you. Thank you, Fabricio. Thank you, Laurie. And Pleasure. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for the talk tonight. Um, I would like to say thank you to everyone of you that have been watching us and listening to us. And I hope to see you in two weeks' time. Have a good night. Bye-bye for night. now. Good night. Bye. Bye.